Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Radio Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio. And uh, a ton of other platforms has begun as we throw it down live from the FanDuel Sportsbook. Countdown is on. Thursday night football, the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. The winner will be 2-0 unless the game ends in a tie, which, you know, we've already seen a game end in a tie. Uh, We've got early college football, including Old Dominion and Charlotte now. I was leaning with the old D, but I didn't get the play in. Uh, the show was started. Maybe I'll try to get in line and do some in-game uh, in-game wagering during a commercial break, or like we uh, we just brought the uh, we brought the mic uh, to the cage uh, the other day. We're kicking it live <laughs> at the uh, at the Meadowlands Meadowlands Racetrack. And you know what? We were here earlier in the week, of course. Well, we were here for what was it? Monday Night Football, the uh, leading into Monday Night Football, and. It wasn't quite as crazy. It's crazier today. We've got a Met game going on. As you can see, it's pretty it's pretty lively here. And uh, you'll hear the horse players start to get rowdier. Uh, Mets are playing. It's 2-2. you got the Cubs and the Nationals. And as you can hear, the FanDuel Sportsbook, they like to bet on baseball, the Raging Redhead Camp. Sure, what's up, Cam? What's happening, Marenzi? No, that's great stuff. That, that's commitment, bringing the mic up to the cage. I love that. That's the best. I'm just going to bring the mic up to the cage. No, I did it. My bets. Oh, that's so good. I did it the other day. Oh, that's the I did it. But there's only so far I can go. Exactly. How long's the wire? Yeah, well, that's the thing. And do I really need to push the envelope to get in on Old Dominion and Charlotte? Probably not. Yeah. There's 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 a better game at 5:30. You got Wake and uh, Boston College. There are a lot of early starts. Uh, uh, Marenzi, a lot of games postponed with the hurricane news as well. But uh, yeah, you can get the in-game on old old D, Sunny D, and, uh, and and just wait for the other games. But we got a big football game tonight with the Bengals and Ravens, and just. Uh, Going over some stuff, uh, interesting stuff, uh, a stat that he had on Joe Flacco. His last uh, nine trips to Cincinnati, only once, Gabe, once has he gotten over 10 fantasy points. A lot of misery and bad trips there uh, when he's gone to Cincinnati. So something to keep your eye on. Joe Flacco, not a great uh, historical uh, perspective there in Cincinnati. He hasn't really done his best work facing the Bengals on the road. That's a good stat, Cam. You know what? I saw that stat earlier this morning, and... I looked for it like a million freaking times, and I couldn't find it again. So good for you for finding it. I saw it. I was like, I wanted to bring it up. I can tell you off the top of my head, I know Flacco struggles there. You know he's 2-8 and eight in his last 10 trips to Cincinnati. Um, he's, got, he's thrown 19 touchdowns but 23 interceptions against the Bengals. He doesn't play well against the Bengals. You know, we talk about it. The Bengals 
the Bengals have a rivalry with everybody. Like, everybody in the division just hates the Bengals. Like, the Steelers and the Ravens actually respect each other. It's a big rivalry, but there's a respect yeah. factor. Like, the Bengals, like, nobody respects them. They don't respect anybody. And Marvin Lewis is a nice guy, but his players are, like, nut jobs. Uh, but one of the king nut jobs isn't playing tonight. Vontez Perfect, of course, is suspended PEDs for the first uh, four games of the season. Big game tonight, though. Winner will be 2-0. and And truth be told, I mean, it's hard not to pull for the Bengals when everybody mocks them all the time. You, you talked about it. Kick a ginger day is real. Um, <laughs> people always people always pick on Andy Dalton. They sure do. It's just it's got it's got heartache and like torment written all over it. But I guess we'll take a shot with the um, we'll take a shot with the Cincinnati Bengals here tonight. I'm with you, Marenzi. I was originally going to take Baltimore, and then I really thought about the game versus Buffalo. Uh, you know what? Sure, Baltimore won that game, but really, you know, that game was over before it started. So a lot of the positive things they did, Buffalo was already thinking about next week and licking their wounds and how they're going to respond at home against the Lightning Bolts. So, and Cincinnati, just watching the highlights again, I got NFL Network up here, just watching Joe Mixon run in the screen passes and Man, he looks absolutely just taking on tacklers, too, lowering his shoulder, bowling guys over. I really like it. You talked about him. It's a sophomore year for Mixon at Oklahoma. He looks fantastic. We can one, and I think we can keep it, the train rolling. I'm with you, buddy. I'm on the Bengals in a very, very tight game. Maybe a winning margin bet. Cincinnati winning between one and six points at plus 350 on most books. Yeah, I like those one to six uh, bets uh, between plus one to six. Most, most football games are close. You know, look, last time these two teams played, it was when uh, the Bills made the playoffs. Cincinnati won on that last play. It was a high-scoring game. For the last five times they played, it's gone under the number, though. Normally, it's lower scoring. I remember losing, I think it was in the opener last year, actually, 20 nothing. So I've, I've been in this spot before, but this Bengals team seems to be a little bit different. We'll see what Joe Mixon brings to the table. It's an incredibly tough spot obviously due to the you know the the Ravens defense uh, for Mixon he put up 140 uh, 49 yards uh, last week of uh, total offense if, if he can if he can get over 100 plus here look you know, the people are saying that uh, Mixon's going to be a breakout superstar we'll we'll find out the Bengals really haven't had a breakout superstar running back since uh, the icky shuffle <laughs> yeah exactly and the Gio Bernard uh, Jeremy Hill experiment you know, we talked about that yesterday's show. You know, guys were injured all the they time. They were average. No really, yeah, they, they were, were very average. average. They had one or two good games, Gabe, but you know, nobody really took the, the ball and ran with it and became the lead back. This is a whole different story. Mixon is the man. He doesn't have to worry about the competition. He's he's the bell cow. He's the guy who's going to get the touches, and I believe in I believe in Mixon. Hey, because of that stuff at Oklahoma with the, the abuse, uh, he, he dropped in the draft, and a lot of teams are going to be, uh, you know, regretting not uh, picking this guy up because he looks like a man possessed this year, and uh, I worry about that total, too. Um, you know, I think in a teaser, I see 43, so we can knock it down to. I, I gotta believe, Gabe, we can get uh, 36 uh, points in this game. But it's uh, a little bit of a you trap. Said it. it feels that way. Of, it sure feels It's a little bit of a trap. Way. A lot of people are gonna say, "Oh, this game's gonna go under." You know, you've got the Ravens, you got the Bengals. It'll be a low-scoring game. But I don't know, man. In today's NFL, it's hard for anything to go under the number. It seems, and they both have big playability. Like, let's look at the Bengals. You know, the Bengals with Mixon, it really opened things up for A.J. Green. We know A.J. Green's a stud, so it opens things up for A.J. Green. 
Uh, John Ross is, you know, we'll see what Ross brings to the table. He only had two catches last week or two targeted and a catch or two. But you got Tyler Eifert. The offensive line play was improved last week against the Colts, but it was albeit against the Colts. But then on the other side of the equation, I watched that game because I had a big bet on the Bengals. I had them in a super contest. And the Bengals, the Colts threw the ball, Cam, on these guys. Like, I think, you know, Flack, can Flacco throw the ball down the field on them? Probably, but I'm telling you, I get the feeling this is a different Bengals team, and they're going to find a way to win this football game tonight. Yeah, no, it feels that way, Gabe, and that's the thing. There's usually that mystique of uh, uh, Bengals screwing it up. Oh, they'll have a lead and piss it away. It wasn't like that against Indianapolis in week one. Indianapolis had, you know, they you, you talked about it. They had out-yarded them. They had took the play to them early, and the Bengals just at the end of the game, they just kept on firing back, took a lead, took a lead, and they put their foot on their throats. That doesn't seem like the Cincinnati Bengals M.O., but this year it might be a different story. I really hope for Marvin Lewis, too. Hey, this is a guy that we thought was going to be fired many, many years yeah, he just keeps on saving his job, but the cupboard looks a little bit more stacked. Good point about Ross. He's not going to get, you know, tons and tons of targets, Gabe, but the one, he might have two catches, and one of them might be a 60-yard bomb for yeah. a touchdown. That's what he does, right? And he's so, fast, that you have to respect him. So they, they have to exactly. pay attention, because if you don't pay attention to him, he could, like, just go straight down the field and get open. Bernard, you know, listen, you know, Bernard and Hill, they just weren't good enough for defenses to, to fear them. But if Mixon starts popping them, you know, tonight, if Mixon can get get it going early at home and start running downhill a bit, and Baltimore says, you know what, we got to we got to start stacking the box a bit. We got to we got to change this up. Then Dalton can strike, and then Dalton can go to uh, to, to AJ Green and to Eifert and go down the field. No Jimmy Smith again tonight for Baltimore. Yet their secondary is still pretty good. Yet to be honest, Cam, you know the way my Buffalo Bills played last uh, last week. This is almost like it's uh, the Baltimore Ravens' first game of the year, to be honest. It's like a preseason yep, game great last point. week for Baltimore. Great point. Now, that's the thing. And, and Cincinnati was in a dogfight uh, on the road against the Colts. So I think that's advantage Bengals in that situation. Another thing. One, one thing I really like is the Cincinnati front seven. I think they can get pressure on Flacco. Once the Bills were down in that game, it was like their hearts were already carved out, right? They they, they knew they couldn't win the game. They lost a lot of that mojo. So it's going to be a little bit different for Flacco. You're on the road now in Cincinnati against a team that can get pressure. And we know, hey, he made some great decisions last week, but he still gave an older quarterback. And you want to talk about a guy you want with cement in his feet? You talk about Eli Manning. Him and Flacco should have a race. They're both two of the slowest quarterbacks in the league. He can't run either, so there's going to be lots of opportunity for the Bengals to get pressure on Joe. Yeah, and for you sack players, I think there's an opportunity to bet the over four and a half sacks. Neither of these quarterbacks are going anywhere. (laughs) That's a great point. I already looked at some of the props because I knew you would too, and uh, I looked at that sacks prop, and I'm I'm going to be on it, Gabe. The four and a half sacks over. That's the one thing these quarterbacks aren't, they're not getting any times in 100 meter dashes here. These guys are, a lot of the time, once they see danger, they're probably just going to duck or slide and take their chances on the next play. Also, the long field goal. Uh, we have competent kickers in this game. I know that's a prop that you've absolutely scorched, and uh, you do great work there, Moranzi. 45 and a half for the long field goal looks pretty good to me. I like that prop a lot. I also looked at another one, uh, total rush yards over 195 in that game as well. So I, I think I think a lot of these props, I think they're going to be in our favor tonight. And I still do like the teaser. You take the dog in the game, you take Cincinnati to plus eight, 
over 36 in that game, and I think we can get there. I think it should be fine. Cincinnati on the money line, too, looks like a play. We might not even have to worry about the spread in this football game. Long field goal, 45 and a half. Long, long field goal, 45 and a half, looks good to me as well, Marenzi. It's a, I'll give you credit for actually getting people onto that prop, and you know it's Tucker, not Sucker. This guy, can, he can obviously kick the sacks over. We did great in the first week. Let's hope to keep the props rolling, Gabe. And I also like rushing yards over on my book, 194 and a half. I think Joe Mixon, I think the running backs, there's going to be a lot of uh, big, long carries in the game. So th those are some of the props that I'm looking at. Sacks over, long field goal total rushes to the over and Cincinnati winning margin Bengals between one and six at plus 350 offers a, a little bit of value I think yeah anytime you get uh, Tucker you know listen talk to Tucker props are good but anytime you get Tucker in a game you got to go with the long field goal prop it's 45 and a half uh, here this evening you talked about somebody's running back props um, you know 59 and a half yards for Alex Collins 65 and a half rushing yards um, for for Joe Mixon, to me, you know, I'm looking, and if you can find it, um, if you can find it, I like the long completed pass cam. At some point, there's going to be a bomb in this game. Flacco throws bombs. Um, Andy Dalton always goes deep to AJ Green. I'm telling you, that's that's a good play. I just couldn't find it here this morning. I'm looking yeah, for I'll it. Take, if you, if, if you I'll tell take me, a look. I, tell me. Yeah, what I'll go take long, a look for that one. Like uh, longest um, pass completion you're looking for? I'll get yeah. on that right now. Yeah, longest yeah, pass completion. Yeah, that'll hit. My book and see, see what we could do here. Yeah, no, I, I, I think we should go back to the props that we like, Gabe. And uh, if Cincinnati stays at plus one, uh, that teaser to the over looks really, really good. I know we talk about teasers sometimes being a sucker's bet to keep the lights on in Vegas now in New Jersey but I gotta believe we can get 36 points in this football game with these two teams there I think that uh, should be easily attained let me see here longest longest pass completion player Joe Flacco is his total Joe Flacco over the over pass completion for him is 34 and a half minus 125 34 and a half under to the 110 and Andy Dalton his longest pass completion is 38 and a half minus 120 38 and a half basically a pick them on both sides so Gabe Flacco 34 and a half for the longest completion for him in the game Andy Dalton 38 and a half yeah I would I would bet both of them to go over I like I prefer I prefer the one like Proline actually has that one where you can bet um it's just sort of, all right, longest, longest completion longest of the play. game. Longest play. You don't have to worry about which quarterback. Yards. Exactly. Yeah. But I would go I would go with both to the over. Like I said, Flacco's going to throw bombs. Green, um, Dalton always hits green for, for a long one. I think those props are, are pretty good. It's just a tough game for props, Cam, and even for fantasy and DFS. Now, Ricky Sanders will join us in the 6 o'clock hour to, uh, to help us break it down from a DFS uh, perspective and uh, whale capper will join us in a couple of minutes from Long Beach California whale capper will join us we'll get his thoughts on tonight's game and uh, we'll get his thoughts on the Carolina Panthers becoming one uh, step closer to costing him yes. $500 
I hope yeah. Carolina beats Atlanta outright and you go 2-0, then then the whale will start to sweat a little bit. That's the thing. If Carolina can bust out of that gate, it's kind of like a horse getting a nice trip. He didn't stumble. He's right there. That's what you want, Marenzi. A nice, clean gallop, and hopefully at 2-0, we can keep the train rolling. I'd like you to take a little bit of whale capper's bankroll. Yeah, I like whale capper. Look, the guy's joining us for free, and we're talking about taking his money, but... I yeah, did no, like that Carolina. Guy, but yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, lot, lot, lot of by. injuries. A lot of injuries for the Atlanta Falcons as well. I'm liking the Carolina Panthers True. plus the points uh, this week. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk that NFL game, uh, Panthers Falcons. We'll talk Ravens and uh, Bengals. We'll see if Whale Capper has any thoughts on Wake Forest and Boston College. Game time decisions continue. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. I'm Gabriel Morenzi. Cam Stewart is back, of course. And uh, Corey Parson made me uh, return the favor pretty pretty freaking quickly, man. Yeah, that's what I was saying, Morenzi. I went on Twitter. I, and I, I, looked and I go, I go you, you filled in for Parson? I'm like, what is this guy taking a break? You've been doing, you did a morning show, an afternoon show, another afternoon show, and you got a night show after this show. The show must go on, Morenzi. Yeah, I was like, are you guys kidding me, really? They're like, listen, you think you can step up for Corey Parson? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> you got no, no one else in, there's no one else in the building. I'm like, well, you know, so I'm like, oh, all right. And then now, now I got out, uh, now I'm out here at the Meadowlands uh, right now. Like I said, it's pretty rocking uh, considering how early it is. I'm not going to be here all night or anything like that. But I did have some New York Jet winning tickets that I had to come back and cash. I want to get in on tonight's uh, football games and... You know, we figured, all right, why not just come back and we'll do the radio show here from the sports book. And, um, and then, of course, we've got some earlier college football. Uh, specifically, we got Boston College and Wake Forest coming up. That game's at uh, 5.30 Eastern time. Uh, everyone's on Boston College, which concerns me a little bit. I like Boston College. I got Boston College, but I got a minus 6.5, and, and I bet the over. I think it's uh, I got 56.5. Everything's climbing. Boston College will become an offensive-minded team uh, as of late. And uh, we see we got uh, Scott, Scott from Van. Scott, the postman, says uh, he got the over 52-and-a-half earlier in the week. Nice play. Nice play from oh Scott. All what right, a so line got, difference there. We got Charlotte game. 7 nothing, oh. 49ers. There should be some points in that game. Um, so uh, we got Whale Capper stepping up and in. in. Uh, Whale Capper, a uh, very, very sharp. Uh, Capper, guy crushed the tennis season. I think he, I saw he tweeted up 42 units on the tennis this season. It's very, very impressive. Um, joins us uh, right now from Long Beach, California. Whale Capper, always a pleasure. How you doing, man? Oh, dude, terrific. What is up? Good stuff. Listen, I'm at the, uh, I'm in a sports book, so can't be that bad, right? Um, Absolutely. 
Yeah, we're doing the show. We're in, uh, we're in New York. We're at the Meadowlands, famous Meadowlands racetrack right on the giant and uh, MetLife Giants uh, Jet Stadium property uh, here. Got the FanDuel Sportsbook. And I, I've been telling, I've been telling Cam and I've been telling everybody this. In Vegas, during the baseball season, man, there's only a couple of homeless dudes, like, sleeping in the book. That's when, like, the casinos <laughs> rent. That's like when the casinos renovate the sports book in the summertime. Exactly. exactly. And they, they, have, they have, like, a little kiosk. You want to bet baseball, hey, go to the kiosk. You know, we're closed. Not in New York. It, you know, the passion of baseball here is crazy. And it's the only place when, it, when last week, first NFL game of the year, true story, guys, the Falcons and the Eagles, you figure you're in a sports book and people would be going crazy. When they took the sound off the baseball to put it on football, people booed and got mad. And it wasn't even a Yankee game. It was a Cubs-Nationals game, but they all had money on it. So, you know, the place is packed right now because there's a full slate of afternoon baseball uh, going on. They love to bet on baseball here, yeah. So, um, I got it. I got it. It's, you know, you're the whale, Capper, but we got to get the elephant in the room out of the way here, whale Capper. How about them Panthers in week one? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I felt I felt like the uh, the Cowboys needed to get like 17 or 20 points to get that win, and uh, that was the right read. Uh, unfortunately, they got eight. Uh, I'm ready to see. Uh, I'm ready to give uh, Jared, uh, G- Jason Garrett his walking papers. That was an embarrassment. Embarrassment. You have all season to game plan, bring out some new wrinkles in your offensive game plan. You get the whole whole preseason to prep your guys and 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 present present a new look. And they roll that out. That was awful. Uh, and uh, credit to your uh, Panthers defense; they were outstanding. Um, you know, but uh, but there's still a lot of cracks in this team. And I don't know if I don't know if I'm shaking yet about my uh, my team total under. Just no. Yet. There's a lot of football year. left. There's a lot of fun. Let me yeah. ask you though. I'll start with you, El Capper, and then you can uh, give your opinion. Isn't the point spread a little bit high with the way that Matt Ryan's been playing? Do you and a lot of injuries. Um, you know, they, they've got two key defenders that are going to be out, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Devontae Freeman's banged up right now as well. And it's a full six points. I don't understand the uh, the spread, but there's a lot of Panther haters out there like Wellcapper. So maybe you move the number, <laughs> Wellcapper. So it, it's, it's six points. What do you make of the number? Blind, six seems high. Blind, if, they, if that's the case, it's the blind leading the blind. So, uh, the, the, uh, no, the, I, I agree. I agree with you. This is inflated by a couple points. We were expecting to see it open like uh, Atlanta minus four. Um, I certainly don't know where all of the momentum to back Atlanta is coming from. Um, if you look back uh, the last couple seasons, early in the season, having some extra rest and extra time to prepare uh, has made a big difference. Um, and, of course, Atlanta playing on Thursday night, now playing at home. Uh, you know, they had 10 days to put their game plan together. Presumably they look a little sharper. But, like, you know, you have to, like, have good coaches to make use of that extra time. And I'm not sure Atlanta's got good coaches. So, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's a little bit of a mystery to me why they're taking as much money as they are. Um, the only uh, kind of, dis- you know, the only kind of uh, uh, issue injury-wise, besides- you mentioned two huge injuries for Atlanta and whether they matter in this game or not is, is tough to say, but they're absolutely going to be impactful on the Falcons for the season. Um, but uh, more injuries on the Carolina Panthers offensive line. Um, God knows what kind of uh, unit they're going to roll out this week. Um, but um, you know, they, they, they look like they have 
uh, a couple wrinkles in their game plan to try to hide some of that uh, huge deficiency. So uh, I think Carolina is going to put up a little bit more impressive offensive output than what we saw against uh, Dallas. Uh, traditionally, these uh, NFC South tilts, especially in the domes, are high-scoring affairs. Um, so I'm going to take the over on this one and stay away from the side because I really, you know, I'm with you. I think that, that this line is inflated and it's, it's possibly – uh, for no good reason. I, I agree, uh, Whale Capper, Gabe. I, I look at the total, and Whale Capper's right. I know the line has gone down on some books to Atlanta, five and a half from six. We see five and a half, six out there. But taking a look at this total at 44 and a half, that does seem low. We know that Carolina, sure, against Dallas, they didn't score, but in the dome with Atlanta's injuries, hey, tw- 44 and a half seems like a very low total to me. I'm with you, Gabe. I believe if I would have made this line in Vegas, I would have made it Atlanta probably three and a half, four at most. I see a little bit of line value with Carolina, so I probably uh, I'm going to take Carolina in the over this game and probably tease it as well. You can get the Panthers to plus 12 and a half over 37 and a half. Uh, I gotta believe we get points in that game. So and I, I think it's going to be a very very tight game, and I think the Panthers might be able to win outright. So yeah, that that total guy seems really low for a Carolina Atlanta game at 44 and a half. So I think I, I lean to the over as well. Man, the horse, the horse betters going crazy over here in the background. <laughs> uh, big one hit, big dogs game. I, I guess, yeah. Big I don't pooches. know. Seems like the room yep. never loses a race, Cam. They're always celebrating over there in that room. Yeah. The beautiful horse thing about horse betting, crazy, game. yeah. They were, they were born crazy, and there's also different bets, right? They, they might have had, you know, the, the the dog who's a dog win play show, or they bet it across the board, pick three tickets, pick fives. That's the thing, Gabe. It's not like in a football game when it's a touchdown. It's like, you know, you have a result. In horse racing, there's so many damn results. You don't know what people are cheering for half the time. Well, I got the link up on the on 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 YouTube, Cam. You could be watching right now. Are you watching, Cam? No, I'm on. I got NFL Network on, and I really was hoping that. Uh, this track is to, not on got, my sports book. You got to go to YouTube and you can see the link. I'll give you a little tour of. Uh, we'll take. We can walk around a little bit. I'll show you. The nice, book. nice. Okay, uh, well, Capper. So, what do you think of tonight's game, the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals, as the Ravens play their first regular season game of the year after their final preseason tilt last week against my Buffalo <laughs> Bills. <laughs> and then. And then yeah, got, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's true. It's like their first real game. And now you, you got you got the Bengals, who they won the game last week. But you know, you're a numbers guy, so I don't have to tell you, dude. Whale Capper, they they gave up uh, 380 yards. They got out yarded 380 to 330. They, you know, Andrew Luck threw the ball successfully. What do you make of the game tonight? Divisional tilt. Oh, it's gonna be a good one. I'm pretty excited. Uh, I went back and forth on this one a couple times because, you know, you see a result like that uh, Ravens-Buffalo result, and you assume that when they open the line, there's going to be some fat in the uh, in the Ravens just to protect oh, you sorry, know, the sorry, public. Oh, sorry, sorry, Will Capper. You know, I, did, I don't want to interrupt sure. you, but just for the record, Larry and Wawa reports, yeah, big underdog just hit at Belmont, Cam, so the boys in the room uh, just must have That's why they're going nuts. Oh, yeah. yeah. They big, blow, big, they blow up big, the tote big, board. Yeah. big underdog. He just hit over at Belmont. So uh, it's that time uh, of year. Yeah. So sorry. Continue. It's that, okay. it's my my apologies. <laughs> no, no worries, man. Uh, yeah. So you know, I thought originally there would be some fat on the Ravens the way they, you know, the way they looked on Sunday. Um, but uh, I think the Ravens are the right side here. The uh, the Bengals. You mentioned it. Um, Eleven point win. Uh, you dig into the box score, it was a little bit of a fraudulent 11-point win. That was a coin flip game the whole time. Uh, Andrew Luck, of course, 
is not 100%, and yet he was converting third downs at an unreal clip through the first three quarters. Uh, and I think this is born mostly out of without perfect in the linebacking core for the Bengals, they have a very, very, very soft uh, middle of that unit. Uh, and so if you can get into a third and manageable situation, you're going to convert first downs against this Bengals defense. Um, they still have, you know, they have some horses in the trenches. They got a great offensive line, great defensive line. But, uh, but a couple of uh, weaknesses here and there that I think uh, are going to be vulnerable that are going to be exposed against what I think is a relatively, relatively impressive Ravens team. Uh, the, blowout against the, um, the blowout against the Bills aside, uh, it looks like uh, somebody lit a damn fire under Joe Flacco's ass. Drafting, oh, yeah. uh, trading up and drafting Lamar uh, Jackson, like he absolutely went into the offseason program and preseason training camp, uh, like fully, fully engaged. Yeah, yeah, he is fully, he is in the best shape ten. of his life. Like he's even ten. He's even got like a ten. <laughs> he went to the spring. Like yeah. oh yeah, he lost the yeah, unibrow. Like he shaved the unibrow. Right. Like oh yeah, he's he looks, he looks like good. Jesse Palmer. He looks like Jesse Palmer. He's building his brand. He's building his brand. <laughs> he's gonna he's be got, a bachelor. Uh, he's, he's got. Yeah, he knows he's going to be moving on from the Ravens sooner than later, and he's got to get his uh, next gig lined up as a bachelor. Exactly. Uh, but, uh, but you know, he, he's got a fire lit under his ass, and he's, he's he is, uh, uh, got a great red zone weapon in Michael Crabtree. I'm just shocked that the Raiders let Crabtree walk out of that door, and, and the Ravens, that was their game because that guy just gets open and catches everything in the red zone. It's awesome to watch. Uh, so I think the Ravens here have a pretty, uh, pretty significant tactical advantage uh, over, uh, over the Bengals. And uh, I grabbed them on the money line at plus 102 yesterday. It's probably still pretty close. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a relatively close line game. Uh, I see a lot, of pop, you know, a lot of people are picking the Bengals here. Um, and uh, all I can tell you is I, they must be looking at that win on the road in Indy. Uh, you know, looking at an 11-point win and thinking, oh, the Bengals are for real, uh, when in fact maybe that uh, was a little bit misleading. So I know Will Capper. Will Capper's got to get out of here in a couple of minutes, and uh, we'll take a couple of calls in the 440 hour here. But what's a game game you want to share with us, uh, Will Capper? It could be college, NFL college, uh, but uh, what's a game that, um, you know, I'm not asking about that you want to talk about? Oh, sure. So... uh... My favorite angle, uh, by far, situational angle heading into week two, is uh, fading teams that are on the road for the second straight week. Uh, Ever since since the new collective bargaining agreement, um, where there's less off-season training and less preseason camp uh, activities, uh, we've seen the teams that have excessive travel early in the season, they they just fall flat in the second half of these games. Uh, And uh, there's three teams that qualifies for this week. Uh, the Seahawks on Monday night are on the road again. Uh, the Texans are on the road again against the Titans. Uh, but the one I'm really keyed on here is the Chiefs. The Chiefs were in L.A. last week. They head to Pittsburgh this week. They're playing in an early spot. Pittsburgh is angry. They should have won that game 21-7. They get a tie out of it. Uh, I think that the, uh, the defense for the Chiefs is um, they put up one of the most suspect performances of any defense we saw last Last week, they were lucky to get away with a 38-28 to 28 win. They, you know, they needed some big, big plays from Tyreek Hill and some big plays from their special teams to get that win um, because they gave up an uh, infinity amount of yards. And uh, I can see uh, guys like Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster, the way that they match up against uh, you know, some, of the, um, some of the defensive pieces for the, uh, for the Chiefs. Uh, it, this could get ugly real quick. 
Uh, so give me uh, give me Pittsburgh minus four as probably my most confident look of the week. What do you think, Cam? I love it. I love it. And Gabe, I, I, it's weird. The line's going up. People are thinking like whale capper. I'm seeing four and a halfs and fives out there. I couldn't agree more. I think uh, people are going to smash the Chiefs because they look at the Chargers game. The Chargers killed themselves in many instances of that game. I think Pittsburgh definitely wins by a touchdown. Plus, Gabe, it's going to be one of my plays this week. I'm going back to Pittsburgh despite the tie against uh, the Cleveland Browns. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wish it wasn't five, but I think they're trying to attract Chiefs money. Sign me up with the men of steel. And uh, how about uh, bat pack for me, uh, Cam, for taking the Cleveland Browns? I told you to jump on the, the good, bandwagon. Good pick. Good pick. <laughs> <laughs> you you, uh, go, you going back to the well? You going back to the no, well? No, no. You know what? I like I like the over. So I was going to ask you that. So it's sort of like the overreaction, underreactions. The Saints put up forty points. What what do you make of that game, uh, uh, Capra? What, what do you what do you make of that one with uh, Cleveland going to New Orleans? I'm going to take the under on this here, and I'm going to do under. it for a couple reasons. Yeah, uh, and this is like uh, this is like the grossest play on my card, and it's not close. Like you know, you <laughs> never you know, grabbing an under in the in the dome in New Orleans is like uh, you know, it's just shooting yourself in the foot sometimes. But uh, I think we got a Saints team there at home for the second straight week. The defense is going to be angry. They have something to prove. They got exposed and embarrassed against the Bucks. Uh, I think that uh, you have a much more conservative offense in what Cleveland is operating with right now. I did not like Todd Haley's game plan, uh, particularly against the Steelers in game one. I know they got a result in a draw, I guess, but, uh, but still it was, you know, that there was a lot of, lot of, uh, a lot left to, to um, be desired in that offensive performance from the Browns. Uh, and uh, I think that an angry, uh, an angry Saints D here exacts a little bit of uh, revenge for their loss last week. Uh, and uh, kind of contains the Browns in the, I don't know, 10, 17 point range. Uh, and then uh, with that type of performance, I think you're going to be able to, you know, you're going to be able to absorb whatever the, the, uh, whatever the um, Saints can score. Uh, you know, the Browns defense, I think, is better than people expected. They have absolutely have playmakers at all three levels. Uh, so, you know, this, to, to me, this looks like uh, a kind of game where, the uh, Saints go up by about two touchdowns, and then they play ball control, keep away from the Browns for the rest of the game. Uh, two relatively good uh, teams that uh, not turning the ball over helps as well. Uh, not likely to see very many defensive scores here. So um, this, is a, this is a good look for me at an under with a relatively high total of 49. Whale Capper uh, with us. You can watch his videos over at uh, sportsbookreview.com. But if people want to find you and find your picks, uh, Whale Capper, where can they find you online? Oh, all my, all my, uh, all my, all my goods are on Twitter, at whale underscore capper. Uh, happy to engage. Any anybody have questions? I put my card up uh, a couple hours ago with all my picks on it. Uh, so by all means, if you disagree or if you want to know why I played something, hit me up and I'll get back to you. Okay, and you know what? We'll uh, we'll share some of these. Me and Cam will talk about this on the other side. Um, you know what? We appreciate your time. We'll try to set something up so when you got a little bit more time, we can stay for two segments. We enjoy having you on. Uh, Whale Capper, always a pleasure, my man. Thanks for the time, buddy. Oh, thanks for having me, and have a great time in the Meadowlands. There's Whale Capper, Long Beach, <laughs> California. You can tell he's California cool, laid back, smooth. He sure is. Very laid back. Smooth criminal. Smooth. Game time decisions <laughs> continues. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Berenzi. It's funny. There's a dude sitting right next to me, and he goes, "I try. I can't get in here on Sundays." Uh, we've we've gone through this. It's kind of complicated a little bit, but because of the football, there's the tailgating going on. So you can't just drive to the sports book and come in. Historically, Cam, they closed the Meadowlands racetrack. So there's OTBs open, but there's no local racing because it's a circus, man. And in the Meadowlands, it's hard to get to. It's the middle of nowhere. So, but the sports book is here. So there was a lot of thought that the sports book would be closed on Sundays, which seems kind of insane, like Chick-fil-A being closed in Atlanta, right? It's like, how can, <laughs> like, how do you have a sports book closed on Sunday? That's like a church being closed on That's like saying, yeah, we got a Catholic church, but we're closed uh, on Sunday. Like, what do you mean it closed on Sunday? Like, you can't be, you can't be a sports book closed on Sunday. So they were like, no, no, you can bet on the app. That's what everyone thought. And everyone's confused. Even people come here now, they're like, Is, are you guys open on Sunday? Because you're not open. But what they do, Cam, so you know when you come down here, when there's a football game going on, you have to go. Listen, if you're not driving here, you can just walk in. But you can't, you can't park here or anything like that. So, but basically... If you have a ticket, you can get in, or you tell them you want to go. So it's pretty old school, Cam. You have to go to where the Devils used to play at, uh, you know, Meadowlands Arena. And it's at the end of the parking lot, and FanDuel will have a shuttle bus. FanDuel will pick you up in, like, the golf cart bus, and they'll drive you into the sports book. <laughs> and I you like can buy. It. Yeah, it's cool. Like, you know, so you got everyone all wasted tailgating, and you're like, no, no, I'm not here for the tailgate. I'm here for the FanDuel sports book. And then, like, they ensure, like, that's how you ensure you get in. Because people, it's packed, Cam. It's New York City. Like, get this, Cam. Well, it's Jersey, but you know what I mean. Like, they said here, gaming projections, by the year 2020, New Jersey's going to pass Nevada as the biggest sports betting scene in, in America because of the amount of people. There's literally, like, 50 million people within driving distance of this place. So... And they're just they're just getting started. It's only week two of the NFL. Man, the numbers that they're doing here is insane. And everyone's losing. It's like amateur hour. Everyone's like, you know, taking the favorites all the time. <laughs> and... <laughs> all right, so. Yeah, hey, Renzi, I see. I, I got your video up. Are you beside a guy in the Detroit Lions colors? Kind of a, yeah, 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 a, yeah. a bigger dude there. And behind you, there's a guy in a Jets uh, T-shirt, kind of skinny. Yeah, I'm watching you right now. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, got the vid- I got the video going. It's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice sports book. Nice sports book. No, it looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, I see some people in there. It looks like they're very, very busy. A lot of it looks really, really These guys nice are there. Early wow. afternoon baseball betters. What's up? Yeah, they're just chilling out. They're just chilling yeah, out. Base, get the baseball batters, and here I'll show you. Uh, this is going to be your favorite part here. 
You get it like yeah. this. The bar. Oh, yeah. Nice, uh, beautiful bar. Oh, yeah. I've been hammered here a few times. Oh, my God. <laughs> look at the Look at the screens. Yeah, no, this is oh, a nice spot, man. I got to get out You're heaven, Cam. Look at this. Oh, the bar. Man. Look at the bar with all the simulcast, all the races. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's the thing. I miss my horse racing. I miss it. Yeah, this oh, is the this place is to be. You waiting for the football? Oh, you yeah. Drink? You, you bet on the ponies? Let me see. Yeah. I could tell by the fonts. You got Gulfstream up there right there. Yeah, you got Gulfstream, Race Gulfstream. 7. Albuquerque. Yeah. There's some oh, yeah, Albuquerque's a sm Yeah, that's a D-track, but that's okay. I can't get All that right, look, one look. on my book, but I, I can right. bet Gulfstream. Now we're over that's into the, the, race, the Race World Gaming Room. Ooh. Oh, man, that really looks sharp there, man. That's a lot of TVs. That's like the high class. Looks it looks brand new. It looks absolutely here to, here. like, man. No, you're welcome to the Meadowlands. Beautiful facility, as you see. Sure is. Uh, here's here's yeah, the uh, nice. here's the main viewing room. <laughs> How you doing today? You nice, nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. Everybody doing okay? Yeah, it looks yeah, great in there. This, Cam, this is the degenerate side. Yeah, for some I like reason, it. like this this is the degen room. <laughs> you notice it's really quieter. Like. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, quieter. Yeah, yeah. It's quieter. I, uh, it's quieter. Yeah, these guys and be business. Yeah, but like they no one's business. drinking. Like, <laughs> you know what I see? I saw a stack of tickets, Cam. I've never seen this before, buddy. They have 10 cent trifectas here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you 10 can play 10 uh, cents. That's, that's, that's the minimum bet here at Meadowlands. Get bet 10 cents. And, like, they really do. So you get these dudes. They're trying to hit the superfectas and, like, you know what I mean? All for 10 cents. <laughs> now, 10 cent supers are a big popular play. That's, uh, you can win a lot with a little, and I'm a big advocate of See, that. See, it's got a nice little, nice little tour of the Meadowlands here. It's beautiful, Brad. See, I'm jealous as hell. I'm sitting here. In my place, watching uh, NFL Network, you got a million TVs there, and it looks uh, like the lap of luxury. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. No, we forgot <laughs> to show you the book part. Here. Here's the book. Or the games. Here's all the screens. Yeah. Beautiful. It's nice and spacious. Good couches. Oh, this yeah. is one part, the too. There's, there's, actually, there's actually three parts. There's like a more Vegas-style room, but the Wi-Fi is not very good over there. And um, there's an upstairs where, um, you know, you can watch the races and stuff. And they got a sports book up there as well. But uh, the ticket takers here, big fans of yours as well. Oh, it's awesome. No, I'm a big fan. I got to get down there because you know me. I'm a big horse guy, too, and I like to support it. I'd love to spend an afternoon just uh, crushing some uh, beers and some tickets there. Yeah, yeah people asking, when, when's Cam coming down? All right, so we'll go on the to, phone lines. I'd love to come down. Yeah, yeah what do we got, got here? a couple guys, I think, waiting on the lines, probably uh, with some... All right, what do we got? What happened to Bobby? Bobby's gone? Bob, but, but, come Bobby on, Bobby. gone. Can't believe Bob, Bob. Yeah, call back, Bob. Bob. All right, so uh, what did you say? Jacob's in New York and Julio's in Chicago. All right, let's go uh, Let's go uh, with Jacob first. Jacob in New York. What's up, Jacob? Hi, um, I have a question on the Niners and Chiefs game this week. The Niners? Uh, the Niners game this week against the Lions? Yeah, yeah, because I have, um, I was, I'm going to start, I think I was going to start Kittle over Ingram and uh, Garoppolo over Wilson. I was wondering what you thought about that. I, I like it. I, I, I actually, I, I agree with both of those guys. I would take, uh, I like Kittle in that situation. And I'll tell you, Gabe, at home, Jimmy G, it was a tough matchup against Minnesota, but now at home, in an easier situation, I think he could do some damage. Russell Wilson against the Bears. I'm actually, I hate to say it as a Seattle fan, the Bears are going to win that game. 
uh, I, I'm all in on the Niners. Uh, Seattle, Seattle at plus three and a half, kind of a live dog. Think with Russell Wilson from a fantasy perspective is, who the hell is he going to throw the football to? Yeah. Like, you know, you got Baldwin out now. You know, listen, you got Tyler Lockett. Lockett had a touchdown last week. Brandon Marshall is going to be a red zone target for him right now. But the weapons, the weapons are kind of bare, Cam. That's the problem. And you look at that Detroit Lion defense, I don't have a problem with going with Garoppolo instead of Wilson, even though, man, Wilson's a big-time guy. But I think the Lions are terrible. I think they're going to quit on Matt Patricia. We'll find out. If the Lions roll over and get tattooed again this week, we know they don't give a damn about Matt Patricia. If they, well, I don't think they do, though. I, don't think they, I think they're going to roll over. So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, Garoppolo, Garoppolo played well last week. He just, man, you're in tough. You're at Minnesota. The Vikings were flying around in the home opener. I, you know, I would go with Garoppolo as well. I get it. Garoppolo is going to light up Detroit. Julio. Yep. Julio. Julio. Is this Julio Jones? Julio, yeah, Jones, Julio Jones is checking in. One. Yeah, and he's, he's going to say, you know what? My damn quarterback can't throw me the ball in the red zone for yeah. some reason. Yeah, why does Julio he Jones. bounds all the time? What's up, Julio? He gone? Yep. I guess he gone. It's all right. I don't, let's not take too many calls right now. I can't hear them well anyways. So it's all, it's all it's all chaotic. If Bobby calls back, we'll put Bobby on, all right? I'm not saying we won't take any more calls today, but it just it breaks our rhythm. And uh, there are a lot of bad questions. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you too, with that little that little mic you got going on there, it's pretty good, Moretz. Here you're taking that thing around to the horse book, around taking the tour of the place, uh, doing a good job there. That's uh, nice and clear. Yeah, the uh, snowball. Yeah, your snowball is really, <laughs> it's effective, the snowball. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's snowball. Snowballs. <laughs> yeah, people, yeah, where's the guy? Larry Wawa's in our chat. No, it's all yeah. yeah. Yeah, like Greg Schneider says, exactly. A ton of awful questions. It's like, you know, we were calling in. Some guy, earlier in the week, some guy called about, like, a fantasy matchup in week four, what he should do. It's like, dude, like, I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're not even week two yet. All right, so where's where's Larry David? There's a guy here that, listen, we've done so many shows here now that, we, we, you know, we're getting to know the characters here. And Larry and Wawa's asking, there's a guy, he looks like Larry David, and he's always very concerned. But I don't see him. I saw, yeah, I see you sitting beside Lions Colors there. He's, he's watching the game. And then there was a guy, a skinny guy in a Jets jersey was behind you. He's kind of, I don't know where the hell he went, but. Uh, yeah, maybe that was characters. him. Yeah, it yeah, might yeah, be. Maybe, Is that Larry maybe. David in the Jets jersey, in the Jets t-shirt? I don't know. I can't see him. I, I just see a couple people in the background. I see a guy in a nah. Mets hat. I see a nah, guy. No, 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 no. I think I think Larry was yeah. confused with another bald guy. Yeah, yeah. He he mixed up bald guys. Uh, he 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 mixed up the bald guys. So, see, so, yeah, so Boston College and Wake Forest. They're going off the board at uh, at five thirty. Um, you know, Boston College, of course, over the years, sort of been known as a defensive team, right? True. And, yeah, they're a defensive team. And, um, you know, their offense has kind of sucked. 
but it's been like two years or a year and a half or so. There's sort of been a changing of the guard. They, you know, their quarterback's gotten better. And I don't know, it was like midway through the year last year, suddenly Boston College just started scoring 49 points every week, and they really haven't let up. Now, they haven't played anybody yet this year. Who'd they play? They played That's uh, they Duquesne. They beat UMass. Duquesne. Yeah, the, the, yeah, well, yeah Dunlop. Duquesne? Duquesne yeah, Duke, and uh, UMass. Duquesne. Yeah, the nickname yeah, Duquesne. Uh, yeah, Duquesne. The Dukes. When I placed my bet on Liberty here two weeks ago, the guy didn't know who it was. He's like, Liberty? He's like, yeah, Liberty. Sounds like an insurance company. This this guy just rolled Liberty in. Liberty Mutual. This guy, there's a grifter dude that just rolled in. He's, he's the best. Yeah. Like, he, he's what, he's he asked you for money? Coupons? Uh, he picks up tickets and stuff. Like, he's a ticket. Oh, he's I like, like that. Oh. He's desperate. Every yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's got one of those guys. <laughs> Didn't All the right, guy, who, I guess you told wait, me wait, the story, made 50 grand doing that. Uh, 70,000. 70, 70, 70, wow, 70 grand. Yeah, but you know, you, know, you know what the problem was? As always, you can't tell anybody when you do these things. You can't tell anybody. So he did like an interview and stuff with a paper. They did a feature on him. And then basically the casino said, listen, that's our property. You can't do that. Did you know, like, Ken, if you find a ticket on the floor of a casino, you're supposed to bring it to the window, to the cage. Yeah, you're supposed to. You're supposed yeah. to, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Did I tell you the story, though, when uh, two grifters that I dealt with uh, were playing Golden Tea and robbed me? in the middle of a horse race, so I was right, sitting there. We'll, we'll they, get to the they took my ticket. On, yeah, I'll on. tell you the story anyway. Yeah, say, well, say, save the story. Save the story for 5 o'clock here. Julio's in Chicago. Okay. What's up, Julio? Can you guys hear me okay? 21st century, oh, our cell phones suck. We got you, you sound brother. Good. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. At, How you doing, at, bro? I'm doing well. Still recovering after the Bears blew it in the uh, second half of that football game against the Packers. Heartbreaking. I would have cared if it was, if it was any other team. Besides the Packers, it would have been okay, but, you know, it's, it's our rivals. Anywho, uh, I I'll tell you something, had... Julio. I'll tell yeah. you something. I'm a Bills fan, so I've got no you know, I've got no reason to dislike the Packers, but I find the Packers to be annoying. I'm just being honest. And oh, yeah. it's, it's from my experience of, of Packer fans that I've met. And Cam knows should... what I'm talking about. Like, they're just – they're arrogant. Like, they oh, we're Green Bay and everyone else, and – and I don't know. And Wisconsin fans are kind of douchey as well, like Badger fans. So yeah, I'm just should, being real. Should, I'm not saying you, you all should. are, but the ones that I have, and I know Cam will attest to this. Oh, you I could defend your story. Obnoxious drunks never shut up when their team's beating your team. Like, after a while, like, I, it's just one of those things, you know what I mean? Like, Packer fans really know how to stick the knife in you, and I don't like it. They're supposed to be friendly in that part of the country. Not so. No, right. go, go, my buddy, go fast, ahead, talk, my buddy, fast talking. Mike never shuts up either. Anyway, go, go oh, on, Julio. They're, they're annoying people, no doubt about it. Spend a day in Green Bay, you'll know. Uh, BYU, Wisconsin. I think the Cougs can get the upset. Your guys' thoughts. Also, Northern Illinois. I talked to some people in DeKalb. They're frustrated with their offense, but their defense is outstanding. I, I don't think I can put 14 on them against the Chips this this weekend. And any other college football thoughts that you guys may have. All right, you know what? We'll hit these games, and uh, great call, Julio. Great call. I'll be honest with you. I got my ass handed to me last week uh, collegiately, and I killed the NFL. It was, it was pretty, uh, pretty frustrating. A game, I'll tell you, a game that I got my eye on. And so you're, you're talking BYU and Wisconsin. 
It's a lot of points. I gotta tell you, it's a lot of points. Yet, I think you can get away from them, actually. If I, I'm, not, I'm gonna stay away from that one, but if I had to, Cam, I think BYU probably gets pummeled. You know, they had the nice win in week one against Arizona. There was a reality check last week against Cal. I, I, I think BYU would have a hard time stopping the Badgers, Cam. No, I agree with you. I, I think it's 22 points, Gabe. I, I think Wisconsin is superior to BYU at home. They can run up that score. It'll be close for a while, and then the Badgers will pull away. What he was talking about, too, um, I really love that defense of Northern Illinois. Uh, the offense sucks, though. You saw the Purdue game. Even on the special teams, they had the block punt, great field position. They did nothing. They punted all, all throughout the game. They had opportunities, and their defense put them in great positions. The offense moved them backwards, and eventually Iowa just used a big bruising running attack and put it down their throat in the fourth quarter. Uh, that's tough. What about Iowa State and Oklahoma? I, I would, say, I would I think so. The, I would think so, Cam. Just quickly on Northern Illinois. Central Michigan, yeah. they've always been a friend, you know, a friend in need. Uh, you know, when, when, whenever we were in tough, we could always rely on the chips to come through cover, but they don't anymore. And that was pretty embarrassing last week, losing to Kansas, man. Like, seriously, how the hell do you lose to the Kansas? The Kansas have lost 46 games in a row to, to F FCS opponents. It's ridiculous, man. It was too much. FBS. I'm not going to say I did great, yeah, match, it was but I was BS. on the Jayhawks FBS. last week. Yeah, of course you were. Of course you were. Um, How's their win total? They're there. I like Boise State to go into Stillwater and beat Oklahoma State. Ooh, I like that too. Go, go, go Broncos. We've talked a lot NFL this week for Julio. We'll talk more on the other side of 5 o'clock. We'll get Cam's uh, story, but it's how someone tried to rob him. And uh, yep. we'll, talk, we'll talk a little college football. We'll get back to the NFL. But, yeah, let's talk a little college. I've been so angry about my crap-ass picks last Saturday. I've stayed away from it entirely. Uh, for Pretty much, besides the fact that I did put $100 on the over of the uh, Wake Forest game with Boston College, I put $75 on Boston College. Uh, that's just uh, live at the window here. So I got $175. Action on this game. Game Woo! time decisions. Ready and Rage Radio continues. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Taylor Stevens firing off uh, a tweet. The picture of uh, Taylor and Cam Stewart. Our FanDuel video has just been posted. The Bengals have covered six of the last nine times they played the Ravens. Do they do it again tonight? Greg Sussman and Sports Rage discuss on the FanDuel hurry up. What do you think I'm going to say? Of course. Yes. Yes. Of course the Bengals are going to cover. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? They're the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, so we'll talk more college football, and I want to hear Cam's story about um, about the tickets. That's how all this started. 
it's getting if it um, you know you hear you hear the people in the background if you're tuning in right now you, you don't you're unaware one. we're at the FanDuel Gee, Sportsbook at the Meadowlands what's that game I'm uh, we got uh, we're a few minutes to race seven at Gulfstream on my uh, card I'm just looking I'm I'm doing this blind right now but the uh, horse number six looks like a, a medium pooch strong composition Alvarez the jockey horse number six morning line plus 550 I don't know what he what he's at right now but he's probably uh, the third or fourth favorite in the race I like that, uh, that, that strong composition strong composition says Cam and you know buddy uh, in the lion gear behind us he just showed me the ticket we'll put it up here nice uh, nice plays not playing around Boston College minus the uh, minus uh, six points he laid seven hundred and seventy dollars seven hundred and seventy dollars to win fourteen seventy let's get it let's go boston college game starts at uh 25 minutes that's one thing cam i've noticed here there's a lot of dudes that like the baseball like uh there's like a smaller baseball market but there's a lot of dudes like this they're not playing around like in vegas you know the average guy's got three bucks on the game here in new york like the other the other day there was a dude in line, and there's a there's a line here. If you're betting two thousand dollars or more, it's a good idea. So they have a line where it's like if you're betting two k or more, it's your own line. So this guy was sort of hanging around the line, and this one of the security guys sort of like with attitude, sir. Unless you're betting two thousand uh, dollars, you know this is not the line. But he pulls out a ticket. He goes, I'm here to collect nineteen thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> yeah put that in your pipe and smoke yeah, it yeah. shut up <laughs> yeah exactly that's great that's great. no but i've seen it a lot like there's a lot of dudes like even like the casual guy like it's funny i'm betting less because i got issues here but uh right now but uh, i'm betting less than most people like i said it's pretty common like you know, even the casual guys i sit here with when i come here all the time they're dropping three four hundred a game so that's why they, they they're it's new york dude this is home of the bookie this is like there's not many cities, you know. The city you're in, Cam, Toronto, is a massive betting city as well. And the, the town I'm from originally, Montreal, is too. Big mob towns. Yep. But, like, sports gambling, like in Woodbridge, Ontario, outside of Toronto, and ironically enough, that's where the racetrack is. And yep. they, it's like they, they bet more per capita on lottery, pro-line, casino, you name it. But obviously undocumented betting as well it's just it's a massive but you think about it here there's there's just so much there's so many people here can they bet they just are there's just you know there's literally probably about two million degenerate gamblers in new york <laughs> well, you said it you're living there now there's also a lot of money flowing around right that's the thing it's not cheap so a lot of the time people you're spending a lot of money you're making a lot of money and if you're a sports gambler you're going to be throwing it down big time. You're absolutely right, Gabe. I, I agree with that 100%. I was going to tell you the story, though. When I went to this uh, stupid, stupid horse book, it's it, it's actually very, very interesting because when you play on these machines, you get the, the vouchers for the win. So I hit I hit a, a trifecta. At, at the time, it was Aqueduct, and I won $490. So I was sitting there, and another guy came in, and I gave him a high five. I go, beer's on me. Beer's on me, Wild Bill. Because Wild Bill always used to buy me drinks. He goes, Cam, we got to get in on this other race that's going off at another track. So I turned my back for one minute. God, for these guys at the Golden Tea Machine looked at me, boom, saw the loose voucher, in, out. They are gone. They're running down the street. The problem is, <laughs> what are they going to do with that ticket? 
I have a line to Woodbine. So if you're not going to cash the ticket at the bar, the closest place is an hour away or longer in traffic, right? So by the time these idiots tried to cash my ticket, I looked at the security film. Oh, yeah, I've seen that guy before. I've seen that guy before. Drink, drink, Woodbine. Hey, this is what happened. The ticket is for $490. They cancel these guys out. So they go to they go to the horse book to try to cash. Beep, beep, beep. Buzzer goes off. Sorry, stolen money, fellas. It's voided. So a lot of the time, uh, these places, a lot of these grifters, they think they're Toronto. actually stealing, but they get caught. Toronto is such a shady city. It really is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> these idiots, I used to see them all the time playing Golden Tee. I've never seen them back. Carlos actually, I think, knocked one of them out. Like, they're banned from the bar. I saw, they can't cut I, back. I saw, like, uh, on Twitter the other day, something about in Toronto, like, somehow they found like a bunch of stab people on like the highway on the freeway like i don't even know how you get stabbed on a freeway but somehow people did in toronto like like toronto is really finding new ways of like just crazy stories like basically and i you know it's funny because i lived in toronto for years as everyone knows and i never felt in danger but it's one of these cities where you feel safe but at the end of the night, when you watch the news, you're like, holy crap, man, a lot of crazy shit happened today. But it's getting worse. Like, long story short, Toronto's turning into, like, Florida or something. It's like, basically, man kidnaps dog and gives it basalt. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Tr- Toronto's, like, raising the level of, like, weird, not just, oh, robbery. It's like, no, no, no. Like, people are doing weird things in Toronto now that they didn't do before. <laughs> that it's, uh, I don't know. It's like they've lost their minds. But let's go to... Uh, you're right. Let's go to Texas. Kenneth is in Texas. What's going on, Kenneth? Hey, guys. I appreciate you taking my call. I'm in a 10-team PPR, and I, and I got a question in regards to a couple of spots on my roster. Bring it on. Sure. Uh, one of them is at my running back spot. I got Rex Burkhead on my bench right now, but I was wondering, would it be wise to start him if he's cleared to go? I'm going to tell you, uh, what, do you what are I your options? Work, yeah, what other guys you got? I just want to hear, like, who else could you start? What, what's your other option? If you if you sit Burkhead, what do you, what, who can you play? Current, currently, I have Kareem Hunt and Lamar Miller currently starting. I have Burkhead on my bench. Yeah, I would. Listen, against the Jacksonville Jags, I'd pass with Burkhead. He's a little bit banged up, and you're taking on the best defense in the National Football League. I would pass. Yeah, unless it's a I've got people about, bringing me food uh, now. Deshaun, nice. What about Deshaun Jackson? Deshaun Jackson, I'm not, I'm not hearing. Um, I'm hearing suddenly he's going to play <laughs> right now. What, what's your uh, What's your option? Um, what's your alternative option have, to Deshaun Jackson? I have Adrian Wilson and Mike Wallace. I'm looking up seeing the status uh, of Deshaun right now. Last I checked, he had a, a questionable mark next to his name. Yeah, you know what? I don't think Deshaun Jackson's going to play. He's, if he's he plays, I'd start him over those guys, though, Gabe. If he, if he plays, I'd play him over those guys, even with uh, if, if, if he's cleared to play. If not, I'd go with... Uh, that's tough. I, I lean Wallace, but that's a very, very tough decision. As for Burke, had too bad in the flex position. I'm putting him as my flex running back this week. I actually think even against Jacksonville, 
I think he's going to be a, a, a big-time option. But the problem with the Patriots is that they spread it around. You saw a lot of people liked Hogan last week. He did nothing. That's the problem. You never know. And then it was Philip Dorsett time. You never know Bill Belichick's plan. Every single guy, it's on a rotationary basis, and it's very, very hard to peg uh, Patriot uh, fantasy players other than Tom Brady. It's uh, It changes week to week. So should I start uh, either Burkhead or Jackson if they're cleared to go? If Jackson's I, 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 cleared I, to go, I would yes. play him, but Burkhead, I would sit. Uh, who should I pick up? I have I have uh, Burkhead on my bench right now. I would leave him there. I don't. You, 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 <laughs> you play the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know how much clearer I can leave, be. Yeah, I'd leave, leave him there. Out. What about Deshaun Jackson? Would it be wise for him to, to start? Yeah, if, if he plays, if he plays, start if he him. Plays, but yeah. if he doesn't, right. I'd go with Wallace. Right, th- thanks Wallace? for the call, uh, Tennis. Yeah, if the yeah, Jackson's right, not if, playing. If, yes. Yeah. If if Deshaun Jackson can play, yes. Thanks thanks for the call, Kenneth. Uh, good luck. Thanks, uh, buddy. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Uh, oh, these fantasy questions are a real grind. Well, yeah, we 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 answered we answered it though. Like I, we told him, like you said. You know? I know the question was answered. What, what kind of food did they give forward? you? No, but this is pretty cool. This is a this um, uh, a dude that uh, tunes into the the uh, the network we met down here, and yeah. um, he's always he's always feeling bad because I'm eating the the popcorn and the pizza from down here. So he just popped in. He goes, "I brought you some real food," and he just popped out again. He just left. I don't, I don't know where he went, but people say, "Oh, New York, this, New York, that." We we're just talking about it. No one's bringing you food in Toronto, Cam. That used to happen years God, ago. No. I'll tell you what they do in Toronto. Sometimes when you walk out after you had a couple beers, they give you the bill and then they give you another one on top of it for not pay, for accidentally missing it the first time. Trust me, there's a big misconception. Oh, Toronto this and Toronto that. Screw that. I guarantee if we went to New York and we were in the sports book there compared to Woodbine, we'd be getting a hell of a lot more stuff from the friendly people of New Jersey and New York. I'll tell you that, Marenzi. It's yeah, look that's, this, like, look, some guy just buy you food. Philly, Philly, Philly cheesesteak. Oh, that looks amazing! Yeah, go put a little more in the center there. Let me let me get a look. Oh yeah. Oh, that looks quality. Those fries look big. Nice bun. Good good dinner. Good quality. Good for you, Marenzi. Oh, yeah. That looks like a real nice spread there. I'm starving right now. <laughs> if you were here, you'd delicious. Be De- oh, I sure would. <laughs> you know me. Oh, that nice cheese too. They didn't chintz out on the cheese. That's another thing about about uh, the New York, New Jersey. I just they had a grilled cheese too. I just had to go one little, little slice. Yeah, yeah. They don't give you one. Hey, I tell you what, they though. They're uh, on thick. Nice and thick. Yeah, man, man. Our, our, our boy, uh, our boy Rob's the man. Yeah, great, great stuff. You're a class act. Uh, well, yeah, what can you say? Hey, that, that's real hospitality uh, down here. And like I said, we we're talking about the, you know, the city of Toronto. That's where it's all ruthless. Yeah. yeah New, you know, you figure New York is crazy. No. No, it is a little bit. You know, it is, but. But it's to your really point, crazy Marassi, everywhere, to be honest. I'm going to make your point. I think you could have le- you left it the best possible time. You said it. There's a all of a sudden there's been more shootings. There's a couple weirdos on the loose. Kidnappings have gone up. You said it. Weird weird type of things happening on the highways with vehicles. It's not the same way it used to be. So you got out at the right time, my friend. Good time to leave. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, let's take care of uh, let's take care of some business uh, here. Fantasy Factor, of course. You've got your uh, single contest uh, entries only, so you don't have to worry about uh, competing against uh, somebody. Somebody that's got like 150 lineups. Somebody like Ricky Sanders, who will uh, join us a little bit later on. <laughs> Although R- Ricky, Ricky doesn't have um, Ricky. Um, Ricky's not a 150 lineup type guy. I remember talking to him, and he's about last week actually, and he said, you know, I think it was. No, I think he even said like uh, you know 20, 20, 25, or maybe that was Benny Ricciardi that said he left like 20, 25. You know, not everybody's spitting out the um, you know the 500 uh, lineups. So uh, BetDSI celebrating 20 years, the industry's biggest uh, and safest betting site. Great customer service. Uh, you can play virtually every sport at BetDSI, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events where you can make your play at any time during the game. Use promo code FNTSY. That's BetDSI, offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code FNTSY and try out uh, BetDSI.com. That's BetDSI.com. Promo code FNTSY. Head over and start winning today. Um, unless you're in Jersey, of course, you know. So how's your uh, how's your European uh, KLM golf going, Cam? Pretty good, actually, Morenzi. And all the guys we talked about, remember the guy you said we're laughing at the most? Eddie Pepperell. He's the, he had a nice day today. Eddie Pepperell, your buddy. He had a good day. All, all of our guys are hovering around, Gabe. We have a Pavan is a minus five right now. So it was a great start to the tournament. You talked about Chris Wood, a guy we've taken before. Right now, Wu from China is leading. Mr. Wu is seven under. Wood is there. All sorts of great stuff. But... Uh, all the guys we talked about, Eddie Pepperell, T3. Andrea P- Pavon, he's T3. Uh, Southgate, you mentioned, T3. Uh, Maximilian Kiefer, my guy, T16. So, so far out of, the, out of the guys that we gave, lots of strong, strong performances there in the, in the KLM. And remember, next week is the Tour Championship. We'll have uh, more picks for you then. But uh, golf, it's time for golf to shut it down. It's football season. I can't kind of need a little bit of a break from it anyway before the silly season starts with tournaments like the Safeway Open. Some real dirty tournaments. Uh, we've got some breaking news. Uh, breaking news for Sunday NFL. Big Ben Roethlisberger suddenly um, suddenly questionable. Big Ben status is now what? in doubt. For Yeah, just what? like that. Just like that. Big oh, Ben in doubt for week Pittsburgh. two. After Damn missing it. practice. He missed yesterday's practice. He missed today's practice. And essentially, if he doesn't practice tomorrow, he's not playing. And uh, Dobbs is getting all the reps with number one, uh, with the number ones right now. Okay, so that line's going to go from Pittsburgh four and a half to. Let's see. Let's see if it's one. still up. Let's see if it's still up. This I just this just broke six minutes ago, so I'm six minutes late to the table here. I apologize. I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm only I'm only one man. Um, Wow, it's actually gone up. The sports books don't know yet. They're, they're dropping a ball. Normally, like it's the sports books' job to know and see all these, but this just broke minutes ago. So I can tell you right now, I see the Pittsburgh Steelers at minus five offshore right now. Big Ben in 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 doubt. I'll tell you what: if Dobbs plays, they don't have a hope in hell of beating the Chiefs. I know. I know. <laughs> I think there's value right now. Click on the Chiefs, but you already do it. You I'm got doing it right now. Game time decisions. We'll get more uh, info on Ben Roethlisberger on the other side. 
at only two years old. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio, Alexa, Google, all that other stuff. Xbox, PlayStation. Got a ton of baseball games on here. So this Wake Forest Boston College game is going to start in about eight minutes time. Uh, I got a Philly cheesesteak here with some fries. I just got to get... the waitress was over here asking me if I needed a drink before. Now I actually need one, and she's not around. <laughs> just sp- Sprite, of course. I'm just getting a Sprite. But, yeah, yeah, uh, Sierra Mist. Sierra Mist, asshole. Sierra yeah, they have Mist. that here. Sierra Mist. They, yeah, yeah, funny, yeah. Sierra I was, Mist. It's... <laughs> I was in a Taco Bell, and they gave me the cup for the fountain drinks, and uh, they had Sierra Mist in a fountain. I got a chuckle out of that. They don't have that everywhere. I guess it's, it's a New York thing. Yeah, I love Sierra Mist. It's a, it's a nice drink. Interesting business story, too, Gabe. All these guys, I can't wait to go on Oakley's show and tell them to, to suck it tomorrow when I told them about the Nike campaign. I was just reading a tweet from Darren Ravel. Nike stock closes 83.47, an all-time yeah, high for the company. These yeah. idiots come up to me and go, oh, yeah, Cam, well, you know, with Colin Kaepernick, all the business guys are saying, oh, yeah, the stock's going down. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I can't wait. They called me an idiot. They called me an idiot when I said it was going up. Okay, it's going to be a nice segment tomorrow. I'm going to unleash on these turkeys. Nice, no, yeah, uh, good day for Nike. Yeah, you should, and it's funny. All the people that said, oh, Nike just lost $3 billion. They ruined their company. Yeah. And not to mention... You know, the day the Nike stock went down and the day that Kaepernick, that Kaepernick ad came out, Puma's stock went down even a larger amount. And, um, and Adidas, too. Uh, Adidas All the did companies too. did. Yeah, yes. and the whole reason it did was because of the North American Free Trade Agreement talks with Trump and with, uh, with Justin Trudeau, uh, Canadian Prime Minister. And, you know, these companies, they sell all their shoes in North America. So the the... The trade talks and the the crazy Trump stuff and the threats with Canada and Mexico basically spooked the market, and the shoe market was the one that fell. But you're right. Now Nike closes at an all-time high, and they also got all this goodwill from a millennial market that they were starting to lose, Cam. You don't think Nike thought long and hard about what they were doing. They knew their stock would briefly go down. Then smart investors come in and buy it back up. It goes back up. And now they just uh, enhance themselves with a younger market. And, you know, Nike's a big power for people like you and me. But the fact is, like we were talking to Michelle Serpico, she was saying, like, she doesn't wear Nike. She goes, you know, I wear Adidas tank tops, but I would never wear a Nike tank top. She's like, it's not hip. You know, she's like, she said basically it's for old people. And, you know, I guess we're old. I'm old now. So I guess, you know, I look at Nike as a supposed hip company. So Nike knows this. Nike knows, you know, Steph Curry's with Under Armour. Um, you know, Steph Curry's with Under Armour. Adidas, Adidas has always sort of had the hip-hop world and the rap world, going back to the, you know, uh, Run DMC. 
You know, like Correct. Nike, Nike was Michael Jordan. But Michael Jordan hasn't been around in a while. So Nike really didn't have that same identity anymore. And, you know, their new identity is to try to be more cutting edge, you know, with, with Kaepernick and Serena Williams. And evidently the business model has worked out for them in the short term. I'm with you. And another thing is, I just find it hilarious, too, because I'm always, every time I do the business segment, and it's kind of like you and Lou, like I love these guys, but we're going to have a difference of opinion once in a while. And they keep on coming at me, and we've been talking about this crap for two years. Oh, oh, NFL ratings, NFL ratings, Nike stock. And then I tell these guys, too, yes, the NFL ratings are going to be going down in these parts of the world. And like in Gabe, it was SEC country in Alabama, in Georgia, and you and you know this from doing the college football show. It is college in, in those places. When you're when you're a part of, when you're a part of those communities, college football is bigger than the NFL. In Alabama and Tuscaloosa, all they think about is the Crimson Tide. Sure, they'll watch football on on Sunday, the NFL, but you know it's a religion from morning to night with your team, with the tailgate and all the eyes. If you're a part of that region of the world, you're, it's Saturdays for you, not Sundays. You know what I mean? So these things are going to happen. It's just I just find it funny. A lot of people have a really short. Uh, a short viewpoint to this stuff and uh, i'll give you kudos too you talked about it you said hey man don't worry about this stuff they're gonna they're gonna short it people are gonna load up and things are gonna happen i just wish we had the money to do it that stock's a little bit too expensive for my blood buddy yeah and you know well it only made two bucks exactly it ate, it ate 81 bucks a share but it'll continue to go up you'll see it'll hit 100 yep. bucks eventually but another thing with the ratings like oh info ratings 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 number one they put bad teams on TV too often. Like, that that's just an issue. You know, like the Chicago Bears were on prime time again. They're on, you know, look, the Bears were on Sunday Night Football with the Packers. The Bear game is the Monday Night Football game now. Like, why would the Bears be on two weeks in a row? Like, yeah. you know, why? Versus, versus Seattle, too. Like, Seattle used yeah. to be a team that was like prime time Mavens, right? But they're not the same Seahawks anymore. They don't have that thing cachet. Is, Another thing is, before NFL ratings, people didn't have, like, these free streaming websites. People didn't have these sticks like you have and stuff, where you can watch anything what you want at any time. You don't need the network, really. And another thing is, the network also has sold all the streaming rights to this stuff. So, yeah, it's sort of like the World Cup of Soccer. Like, you know, they were like, oh, because, you know, the time zone difference, the games were early in the morning, so it was going to affect the the North American market a bit. But so basically they were like, oh, look at Fox. Fox only had like 8 million people or whatever, 6 million people watching a World Cup game. Not really great considering how much money they paid. And then they responded and they said basically they had like 7, I don't know, man, it was like 7 million people per 30 seconds were logging on to watch online. The kids don't watch TV anymore, right? No, they don't. So, you know, it's not the old the NFL ratings are down because of Kaepernick. No, the NFL business model is changing. And another thing is the NBA is the more popular league with teenagers and hip kids. You know, the average kid doesn't care about Tom Brady. He likes Steph Curry and Russell Westbrook more than he likes Tom Brady, I guarantee you. Yeah, no, yeah, it's true. And the NBA, though, the one thing is, if they could take what they did, the one thing about the NFL, Gabe, and we talk about it working at the Fantasy Sports Network, look what's going on with football and fantasy versus anything else. If the NBA, whose product is absolutely huge with millennials and young people, could get that same type of, you know, 
vibe for their fantasy sports, like an NBA fantasy and the betting. We all know people bet on the NBA, but the one thing about the NFL, once a week, people are right into it. If the if the NBA caught fire like that, they'd be absolutely unstoppable because you know from a rating standpoint, they're already uh, at the top of the mountain. All right, um, so our boy MVP Sports steps up and in from Minneapolis in the chat. We got the uh, the video chat going on. What's up, MVP? Greg Schneider uh, kicking it. Larry Wawa, Frank. Uh, Larry. Yeah, we got we got uh, not a full house, but uh, people are starting to uh, to file in. It's amazing, though, guys. I put in, in in the link. It says GTD video stream, video only, audio on fantasy, and then underneath it says audio on fantasy with the link. Yet then I have people that come in and then they say, um, how come I can't hear anything? But what I don't understand, <laughs> if you were able to read the link enough to click here to come here, how come like you can't just read it at the same time? That's what I don't understand. <laughs> it's, it's been a problem for a long time, Gabe. This, some, something's never changed with that stuff. It's just like, yeah, you say, you say it right there, but... I don't know who's listening. Yeah, it's uh, it's just, it's actually crazy to me. Like it's very self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah, like people just they don't read. Like, I don't know, like, all right, hold on, just give me a second. Talk for a second. I gotta very very thirsty. I gotta enjoy this. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go again. Like yeah, yeah. James. Take, yeah. Take a day. Hey, want a sprite? Yeah. So uh, anyway, I just uh, we talked about the the horse race there. I'm sorry to steer you guys in the wrong direction. I had the one horse, but uh, just couldn't get it done with that six. He wasn't the part of the exacta right there, but we're going to basically, we're going to start tweeting out some more horse stuff in the future. It's a silly season. A lot of underdogs are coming in. We're getting ready ready right now. Boston College and Wake Forest kick off right now. Morenci's buddy's got a $700 ticket on BC minus six and a half, and Gabe likes the over as well in this football game. We're also going to be talking about the Bengals and Ravens tonight. We got a lineup here on uh, for the DFS. It's one of those interesting showdowns where you basically pick one guy who's the king. You pay one point one point five times his points, and then uh, you get one point five times the results as well. So he costs a little bit more. But if your player, like for me, in my example, Joe Mixon goes off tonight, you pay a little bit more, but you get the points. So we're going to have. Uh, a DFS showdown lineup for the football game tonight. Line still shenary right now with Baltimore 1. And before we went to talking to Morency, I don't know what the hell's going on with Big Ben Roethlisberger, but I locked into Pittsburgh at minus 4. Now we're seeing Gabe was saying that uh, Ben Roethlisberger questionable for the game versus Kansas City. So if Joshua Dobbs gets that start, oh, my God, what the hell are we going to do? We got some big, big problems with Josh Dobbs. I, I would anticipate that line probably going from Pittsburgh four and a half to maybe even Kansas City one, because I'm not sure how the Steelers are going to win that game with Dobbs as their quarterback. That is a huge, huge story if it does develop for all the people that jumped on Pittsburgh early when that line came out at three and a half. It went to three and a half, up to four to four and a half, and I saw some fives on some offshore sites. So. We're going to keep an eye on that story as well. So absolute madness there. A lot of burnt money. If you're on Pittsburgh, you're actually worried right now. If Dobbs starts, we got big, big problems right there. Going to go over some props a little bit later as well. We know the sacks total tonight, four and a half. We talked about two immobile quarterbacks. I got to think Andy Dalton 
He's not a very, very fast runner. Then you got Joe Flacco. He's got cement bricks in his feet. And right now, the sacks total prop sits at four and a half. We have a, a lean to the over there. We're going to get on some more props. Longest touchdown score to the game is 39 and a half. Marenzi was talking about perhaps a bomb. And both of these teams with you got guys like John Ross in Cincinnati. They're obviously going to take some shots downfield. So I do lean over. Longest touchdown scored there, 39 and a half. And the long field goal prop that we talk about all the time is 45 and a half. 45 and a half minus 120 to the over in the long field goal prop tonight. And I know Morenci will be on that one. And I talked about one other one we like, winning margin, Cincinnati between one and six plus 350. Those are props that we're staring down and going to lock in a little bit later on in the show. Um. So, as we mentioned, Ben Roethlisberger hasn't practiced in a couple of days. Generally, the Steelers' policy is that if you don't practice Friday, you don't play. Joshua Dobbs has been uh, taking um, taking the snaps uh, with oh, the number God. ones. Oh, no. Here's something interesting. Oh. Andy Reid struggles against Mike Tomlin coach teams. The Steelers beat the Chiefs twice in 2016, including the playoffs, and again last season. Pittsburgh is 4-1 and one since Reed arrived in Kansas City. Since 2007, when Tomlin was hired, Pittsburgh is 6-2 and two against the Chiefs, including 3-0 and oh at Heinz Field. Now, of course, oh, boom, Boston College right out of the gate. What happened? Like, hey! Kick up. Hey, how about that? Quick, quick, quick. Yeah, that's good. We got Boston College in the over. Let's get this. A.J. Dillon, 45-yard touchdown run. This guy has been an absolute monster this year. Already three carries, 52 yards, 17.3 average with a touchdown. A.J. Dillon, wow, what a start for the Eagles, Morency. Listen, I just want to talk about Ben Roethlisberger for a second, in which you remember Ben Roethlisberger was, uh, was vocal about Le'Veon Bell, basically saying, well, the offense isn't just one guy. Yeah. And, you know, it's bigger than that. And everyone's saying how selfish Le'Veon Bell is. Well, I just want to say how selfish I think Ben Roethlisberger is for, um, for missing this game, for being injured. If he was a real teammate, he would suck it up and play. Like, if I was Le'Veon Bell, I would say something. You know, just a little, you know, a little tweet, a little subtle shot, you know, about, you know, mention about how some other quarterback never misses games or whatever. But it's the problem when you start running your mouth about one guy on the team then it just leads to what uh, the problems. You know, I like Pittsburgh in this game too. It feels like it's a good bounce back spot uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yet, no levy on Bell. Antonio Brown threatening to break the job. A reporter, Ben Roethlisberger, now banged up. Uh, it's, uh, we'll see what happens with the line here. I'm just going to probably stay away from the game. I like the over, but. Now that Roethlisberger out, it changes everything. No, it does change everything. And he's Marenzi, not officially out, but we don't know. He's that's gonna... the thing. That's the thing. Like, I'm looking at the sports books, and they're still keeping this game on. So that's kind of the weird thing. You talk about it. Like, they're the first to know. And, uh, like, right now on my books, the Green Bay-Minnesota game is OTB. It's off the board, right? But this game is still lingering at uh, Pittsburgh 4.5, so they're keeping it on. I got to believe questionable. I think he still probably will play. Maybe the injury is more than what we think it is, but I got to believe he's going to play in this game, especially since they pissed away that lead against Cleveland and finish in a damn tie, 
21-21. This is a big game for the Steelers. You lose again, you go to a loss and a tie with the division, that, uh, with teams like Jacksonville hanging around, Cleveland getting better. This is It's one of those situations, Gabe. You can't screw around with that stuff, and I think it is a good bounce-back situation if Ben plays, but you're right. Be careful how you run your mouth there, buddy, because uh, Aaron Rodgers... It looked like everything was lost for him in week one. The guy plays on one leg in his magic against the Bears and basically gets it done. I got to believe he won't play this week, but uh, uh, we'll soon see. The guy uh, seems to believe in miracles. That was a pretty damn impressive performance, man. I got to give that guy kudos. That was special. I don't think Aaron Rodgers will play this week, but I don't. I like, no, what, he won't I like what you said play. yesterday. I like what you said yesterday. It's true. I like the Vikings e- either way. I, I do actually, too. I actually hope he plays, because if he plays, then the Packers will be like three-point favorites, and I'll take That's the Vikings. Right. And if he doesn't play, the Vikings will probably be like three-point favorites, and I'll take yep. the Vikings. So you're right. Either way, I like the Vikings. No, great point by you. You want we want Rodgers to play and still be a little bit banged up, take a couple hits from guys on Minnesota, and hopefully leave the game not to make the injury any worse then we're in a real good situation where we don't have to worry about the the uh, adjusted line with him not with him not starting Marenzi great point I'm on Minnesota regardless and it's way better for us gamblers if uh, Rodgers plays because yeah we're going to get a, a, the nice side of that number and I'm ready to pull the trigger too I, I'm already in on Pittsburgh so I am a little bit worried about Roethlisberger said so this is pretty crazy I'm looking at the super contest line now and they have the Vikings as seven point favorites that means, yeah, that's without seven-point favorites. Wow. Even without Rodgers, I didn't think they'd be favored by that. That's no, me nuts. neither. That's the super contest, so it's not a real number. For a second, oh. I thought it was the Packers minus seven. I was like, oh, man, everyone's going to take the Vikings. I don't know if they're baiting you to take the uh, the Packers in the contest. So uh, That feels yeah, Rick, like a bait. Ricky bait Sanders. Ricky Sanders uh, will join us in the 6 o'clock hour. We'll talk some DFS. We'll talk more best bets. Uh, Julio called in, talk college football. We'll take a look at some of the bigger college football games uh, of the board on the board this week of the week. We're kicking it live at the FanDuel Sportsbook. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, this past Sunday, another DailyRoto.com subscriber won a million dollars playing daily fantasy football. That makes $7 million winners. Yes, you heard that right. Seven DailyRoto.com subscribers have now won a million dollars. Head on over to DailyRoto.com and click on Go Premium and find out how you can party with our successful community of daily fantasy players. If it's sports wagering you're into, click on the sports betting tab or go to DailyRoto.com slash betting where you, you'll be able to use the same tools and algorithms for money line picks, picks against the spread, 
game totals, and the use of a player's prop tool that can be turned loose uh, to forecast spectacular game performances that you can now capitalize on without having to worry about salary caps. That's dailyroto.com, and then click on Go Premium, the industry website where millionaires are made, literally. Uh, that's right, seven. Now seven uh, millionaires uh, have been made, and uh, don't forget Fantasy Factor is a great place to have some fun. The only DF site with uh, exclusively single-entry contests. It's a fun recreational place to play with smaller leagues and flatter prize pools. They have great free promos like Survivor, Super Bowl Squares, March Madness Bracket Contest. Sign up today. Go to FantasyFactor.com. That's FantasyFactor.com. Sounds and, like uh, activity there, Marenzi. Uh, good news, Boston College just picked off a pass. They got the ball yeah. back there. So the Mets just good tied news the there. game. Mets just tied the game in the ninth. That's the pop you heard here. Conforto hits nice. a solo shot to tie the game. 3-3. Three, three. Wow, in the bottom with of the two ninth. Out. Two outs, too. With two wow. out at that. <laughs> nice, nice. There's about yeah, 13 no, people at about... the game. Yeah, I think no, there's, there's, there's more, more people. people the sports book. Yeah, there's more people <laughs> here betting on the Mets in this room and cheering than there is in the stadium. Oh, big play Boston College. All right, Boston College yeah, in midfield see. right now. Be nice to get a nice 14 nothing lead. Fantasy Factor also did a great job, Gabe, with that uh, $1 million survivor. Uh, I'm still in, in that one there. So hopefully uh, miracles. That'd be absolutely fantastic. That would really be life-changing. I told you, there's um, it's big uh, big baseball betting here, Cam. I've never been in a like book it. where like every, every hit, every game, everything. Oh man, Mets win back to back. You saw that coming. <laughs> I knew that was gonna happen. Wow, Fraser, Fraser, home cold run. world, wow, it's a cold world. Wow! If you had the if you had the Marlins, Buddy and Blue jumped tough. in on the Marlins in game at plus one thirty five. Hey, we can't win them all. You can't you can't win them all. He took back a shot. Back Jacks with two outs in the ninth. No, I like I like that. I like his style. I like his style with the live betting dogs. Three hundred in game. I saw you. I knew. I didn't want to say it after the first one. You knew. You knew it was. Uh, you knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Mets, the, the Mets get it done. You know the window's pissed off because the local team just won. Everyone's gonna go to the window yeah, now. Exactly. That's a Miami window. They're like, come on, fish. Exactly. That's a big, big change for the book there. And the Mets were laying 80 cents too. That would have been a nice little uh, take back there. Now, uh, yeah, time to pay out. Pay out the locals, Gabe. Um, man, Boston College got to punt the ball. All right, maybe they'll fumble or something like that. Pin them inside the five. Let's go. Boston College punting from their own 39-yard line. The other game and, is 13-12. Uh, 13-12 Charlotte at the uh, start of the third quarter there, Gabe. 13-12 Charlotte. Yeah, I didn't, get in. I didn't yeah. get in on that game. No, I did, I, I did not bet that game either. Boston College delay game is pretty stupid. They were they were at the they were at midfield. Their punter was at like their own thirty-eight. Now he's going to be back. Yeah, the punter's punted from his own thirty-five now. I guess maybe they maybe he's a great punter. He needs a little bit more room. And yeah, not great yeah, job. Yeah, maybe 
Maybe he wants some space. He just uh, kicked it to the six-yard line. So Wake Forest gets the football on their own six. I've got the over in this game, too. i got Boston College, but I need uh, I need points in this game. You need points, yeah. Well, you, you, pin, you pin the Demon Deacons deep in their end zone, maybe a turnover or a quick punt, three and out from their end zone, get the ball back, make it 14-0, and get the party started. Yeah, you need points, though, definitely. Now, speaking Old of Dominion's uh, uh, driving, too. Old speaking Dominion's of uh, party starting, looks like in Wake Forest, they, uh, I don't know, man, they put, like, toilet paper on trees and stuff. Like, that's so stupid. <laughs> Like, is that, like, the way you're going? Oh, let's go celebrate by throwing, like, toilet paper on. <laughs> remember that uh, Remember that tree? But he uh, poisoned the tree, the Auburn fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the Alabama right. yeah, fan poisoned the, the Auburn tree. Yeah. He went to jail. Yeah, yeah, that, that's taking it too far. You can't be killing Har- Har- Harvey can't, Updike. You can't do that. Yeah, that's right. His name was Harvey Updike. Yeah, Harvey Updike. Yeah, Auburn fan. I poisoned the Alabama tree. <laughs> no, no, he was an Alabama fan, and he oh. got pissed off was when uh, when Cam Newton beat him and they went to the championship. He got so pissed off, he was watching the, all the kids celebrate. So he went after they celebrated, and he killed the tree. Like, the tree's been there for, like, 700 years. Like, it's you know, the tree's, like, as old as the state. And, yeah, he, like, literally poisoned the tree so badly he killed it. <laughs> he killed the tree. He went to jail. And uh, he got fined, man. Like, I don't know. I'll look it up. But he never paid the fine. Like, he refuses to pay the fine. He's like, oh, I'm not paying the fine. I already went to jail. Like, you know what I mean? Why should I pay a fine? <laughs> and they haven't really done anything to him about it. Yeah, that's pretty hardcore when you're killing trees. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, it says uh, there's a new report here, Gabe. I'm on, the, I'm on the Auburn website. It says, report, judge increases Harvey Updike's monthly payments to Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Updike was not held in contempt of court after missing his January court hearing, but things are about to get more expensive for the man who killed oak trees on Auburn's campus. According to a report in the Plainsman, Alex Hosey Updike's hearing on Wednesday produce both good and bad news for the infamous Alabama fan. The good news, a judge isn't going to throw him in jail as a result of failing to appear at a restitution hearing back in January. The bad news, he's going to owe more money to Auburn each month for the damage that he caused to the tree. It says, per the report, Lee County Circuit Judge Jacob Walker increased Updike's monthly payments from $100 to $150 per month, and now he's expected to pay $200 per month. Wow. This is this is the best, too. So four years after killing, this is from like two years ago. Uh, four, four, four years after killing the iconic tree at Toomer's uh, Corner with poison, the infamous Harvey Updike reportedly is prepared to go trick-or-treating dressed as a dead tree. <laughs> According to ESPN, Updike posted a, uh, a, a photo on Facebook. He goes, tonight I need some candy. I'm going to go trick-or-treating. I'm going to go as a dead tree. I have to go early because I can't be out past 7 o'clock or they're going to put me back in jail. <laughs> Who would have ever thunk it? Roll damn tide. Updike claiming to be upset after Cam Newton and Auburn came from behind to win the Iron Bowl in 2010, called the Paul Feinbaum uh, show under a pseudonym to take credit for poisoning the tree. 
Uh, he <laughs> he poisoned the tree with spike ADDF. Updike told Feinbaum the tree will definitely die. Sure enough, officials found lethal doses of the chemical in the soil. The self-proclaimed Alabama fan served more than three months in jail. In addition to owing Auburn University nearly $800,000 in restitution, he has paid them $99. Four years later, he paid them $99 only. <laughs> and he's supposed to pay him, what, 200 a month? Wow, he's falling behind on his payments. His attorney says he doesn't have any money and uh, he just wants to go back to Louisiana and never be heard from again. But Harvey Updike's all over Twitter. He's on Twitter like now. So as you stated, so they're shaking him down for 200 a month now, right, to pay? $800,000. It's quite a lot of money. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, and I, I believe in trees and in, you shouldn't be damaging trees, but... Eight hundred thousand dollars for poisoning a tree—that seems—that seems way too steep. That's almost a million dollars, Gabe. Like, I get it. Like, it's a beautiful tree. It's special, but listen to this. Here's a—that's here's, here's a feature on him. He's in Louisiana. Harvey Updike walks into a famous catfish place down in the swamp, takes off his crimson uh, houndstooth baseball cap, and asks right off the bat if I know where he can get some cheap tickets for Alabama and Old Miss game. Um. <laughs> All right. He claims that he's gotten he could get colon cancer because of the stress of all this that this has caused him. Maybe he should have called a radio show talking about killing a tree. Tree. Yeah, yeah, good. Great. Great point, Gabe. <laughs> all right. Harvey Eichdike was three years old when his dad was killed by a drunk driver. His mom met a man, and they all moved from Texas to Milton, Florida. Seven years later, Updike sat in front of a television when the Bear Bryant show came on. Maybe he just liked football. Maybe he was desperate for a man to replace his father. But uh, Bear Bryant became his inspiration. I was 10 years old. I was laying there watching Bear Bryant. Golden Flake and Coca-Cola was the sponsor. My mother was right there. If I ever have a son, I'm going to name him Bear Bryant. Wow, and then he actually did. He convinced he did. his first yeah, he convinced his first wife to let him their, name their child Bear Brian Updike. <laughs> That's a great answer. They then had a girl and they named the girl Crimson Tide. Oh wow. Their next child was a boy. They named him Bear. He also has a dog named Bama. It's not a bad name for a dog. Yeah, I like that. Come on, Bama. And he has a dog named Nikki. He has four. He has 40, 46 Alabama hats. This is a, this. This is how psychotic these guys are. Last year, he found Alabama national championship T-shirts on sale for three dollars and forty-one cents. He bought all eighteen of them. Like, who buys eighteen of the same T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, no, no. Actually, it's not a bad idea, Gabe. You don't need 18, but I've done it before where I've bought three of the same shirt and just wore one, like, oh, just yeah, until you wear it out. And just wear them and wear them and wear them. When the logo goes, then you bring out number two. It's actually a good move. You don't need 18 to do it, though, Harvey. So you probably could have done it with three. 
when he was 19 years old, he ran onto the field at the Blue Bonnet Bowl, carrying a roll of toilet paper and a box of Tide. <laughs> he tried to convince his current wife to name their daughter Ali Bama. Man, there's some... Uh, What's crazy? Harvey Updike was a retired state Texas state trooper. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Pretty stupid, though, Marenzi. Like, when you want revenge, you don't go for, you know what I mean, burning historical houses, you know, poisoning historical trees. That's the thing. If he just would have done it to, like, something average or regular like uh, you know what i mean like that's the that's the problem now eight hundred thousand dollars like that's that's a that's a crazy amount of money like i can't believe that i like this harvey updike harvey updike says there's nuts on both sides of the rivalry like he's trying to defend himself like he's not he's like well there's nuts on both sides of this rivalry but he goes i guess i am one of them yeah, what do you mean? You guess you are one of them you are the nut like you are the biggest nut. like you are the king nut like, what do you mean there's nuts? Like, yeah, there are nuts. But no one else, like, bee, yeah. no one else killed a tree. big ones. Yep. Or named their uh, kid Bear, the dog, Nikki, or uh, for Sabin. Like, yeah, like, basically, no, this this guy needs help. There's fandom, and then there's Harvey Updike, Gabe. That's, uh, that's just sick. The crazy thing Still, is I don't believe the man should have to pay 800000 The crazy thing is that he's actually married. <laughs> Great point. Cubs, and he's been married multiple times. Times, hey, he's a real catch. Cubs, uh, Cubs take a three-two lead on the Nats. This football game slowing down a little bit. Wake Forest and Boston. Oh, it's College. slowing oh, down. It's I'm slowing down. Starting way to too think much. the starting to think the total was a trap. Everybody jumped yeah, on yeah. the over. All the over climbed. It was fifty-one and a half. Went all the way up to uh, 58. 58 58 and a half. Oh yeah. my God! What a what a line move! Yeah, that's steam, buddy. Now, our man Craig Martin, regular uh, listener of the show, he wants to do an NHL survivor. Yeah, we could do it. And uh, he's thinking, how do you come up with it? I think it's pretty simple, actually. You just do Saturdays. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Big punt I'll return, Wake Forest. Yeah. Vizy, I'll talk to Vizy and Vince about it, but he was in an NHL Survivor. That's what they, exactly what they did, Moretzi. I think it was either it was either weekend game. I don't know Saturday how that's Sunday, not a but I think it's Saturday. I think it's Saturday. Uh, yeah, there's the penalty. Buddy on Boston College just tackled the kid like on the side, like twelve yards off the sideline. Um, <laughs> seven nothing. They could open up the game as far as the total is concerned. No, it's a block in the back. It's coming back. Good news. The in game's 57 right now? All right, that's not bad. 57. Bet365 has 57 and a half right now. What do, you, what do you need more, BC or the total? I put a little more on the over. Okay, that sucks. Because I, I think they're going to get it done. I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not sure about how, how much weight can score. That's the problem that I have. I don't really trust the Demon Deacons offense very much. I know, I know. That's the problem. But the thing That's is, the problem. It's even problem. like UMass and, and Duquesne scored a little bit on Boston College. Look, Boston College should be able to get to the 40s. 35? We could use a big play. 
Yeah, we'll track we'll track the in-game uh, numbers. So Ricky Sanders going to join us in a couple of minutes, going to help us uh, put together a DFS uh, lineup yep. for tonight. And we'll talk a little bit about the week as well. But I think for NHL Survivor, we just do it Saturdays. It's Hockey yeah, Night in Canada right. Day. It's a full slate of games every Saturday. And uh, you just true. pick a game, nice and simple. You pick a game every Saturday, and uh, it's once a week, just like football. Great idea. I'll talk to Vince about it, but that's what his league did. It was either the Saturday or, yeah, they did Saturdays and Sundays, but I think you're right, it was Saturdays. So, yeah. yeah why were you not doing Sundays? Exactly there's there's two it. games on no. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It was Saturdays. Yeah, no, I was just thinking, like, oh, like I was saying, the weekend thing, but you're right. Saturday is the way to go. Uh, game time decisions, red heat and rage, lineup block live coming up. Ricky Sanders, Daily Roto, one of the best in the business. We'll talk DFS with uh, Ricky Sanders next.